0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, as always. Hope it makes the day go smoother. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, tell others about it, help it to grow, I'm incredibly grateful humbled by that, I will try and use your time wisely. And for those of y'all that are over on Patreon, financially supporting the podcast, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm grateful for it. Potatoes are coming up. Onions seem to be doing okay. We have some seedlings in our little hotbox growing and as my daughter noted the other day everything seems green so green I think were her words so a lot of stuff going on out and about trying to think of anything else I think that's about it right now so Father, thank you for this time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it and share it. Be with them. Be with their families. Guide us all. Bless us. Help us to do your will. Help us to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness first. Always help us to love you with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. To love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you for all your many blessings that you've bestowed upon us, both individually and as a nation. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us for turning away from you and going our own path. Forgive us for not following your commands. And for taking for granted this wonderful nation, and land that you have given us. Guide our steps back to you, Father, please. Guide my words each day here. In your son's name we pray, amen. So I've talked about it for quite a while. We're finally going to spend the next day or two or maybe three going back to this, excuse me, Uh, Jonathan Mayhew, sermon and yeah, we'll see how long, how long we spend on it. It's a, it's a phenomenal sermon. If you have a chance to go back and look, it was given in 1750. Uh, It's a pretty lengthy sermon, at least the way I look at it. Uh, when you download it as a PDF. And the title of it, it's based in Romans 13, and the title was A Discourse Concerning Unlimited Submission and Non-Resistance to the High Powers. And it's been quoted as the most famous sermon preached in pre-revolutionary America. So you notice a couple of things. You notice the timetable, and twenty years before the revolution, twenty-five years, give or take, before we really got into it. Uh, but it's often referred to as the catechism, catechism, sorry, of the revolution. And I'm going to take this first little excerpt, actually, uh, from a hundred Bible verses that made America, by Robert J. Morgan, but. The excerpts from the sermon you you can find online, as I said, in a PDF. It's pretty easy to find it. But I'm going to read this first little bit. It's just a paragraph written by Mr. Morgan in his book. It's a great book, by the way, if you don't have a copy. I don't use it as often as I do the other resources that I talk about on this podcast frequently. But it is a very good resource So the first, the verse from Romans 13:1, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. And so one of the problems that I've had personally over the years, particularly my adulthood, is trying to square what to me was obviously a heaven supported event, the revolution because there were so many instances where we should have lost and didn't, where something should have gone wrong and it didn't, or where something was going wrong and it miraculously, truly, miraculously turned around. Squaring that with this idea that we're supposed to render obedience to the authorities that God put in place. Obviously, this was a concern for the colonists at this time because this was such an influential sermon and so this is the first little paragraph out of morgan's book <clears throat> without america's pre-revolutionary preachers it's hard to conceive of the fourth of july in his book a city upon a hill how sermons changed the course of american history larry whittem wrote during the decade-long puritan great migration ninety Puritan ministers made the Atlantic crossing. They all preached in the same plain meeting houses, of which 220 were built in the 1600s. In the next century, nearly ten times that many went up. By the American Revolution, New England had more clergy per population than anywhere else, and these five generations of clergy delivered at least five million sermons. A churchgoer, listened to 7,000 sermons in a lifetime. These sermons often touched on themes of liberty, freedom, and obedience to God. Among the most influential pulpiteers was Congregational Pastor Jonathan Mayhew. So Mayhew discussed this idea of complete submission, obedience to Governing authorities to rulers. And. Whether we had a responsibility. To obey. Governing authorities. Even when they acted evilly. Even when they acted against. God's commands. For those of y'all that know the New Testament. There's a couple places where the disciples, apostles, different ones make the comment to the religious authorities, at least. You decide, is it is it right for us to obey you or to obey God? And that's always been my end result in my own head of, of these questions. At the end of the day, The bottom line, the real bottom line is we have a responsibility to obey God above all else. And so if you get in a situation, if we get in a situation, as our founders did, where the governing authorities are telling us to do something that goes against the commands of God, We not only have a responsibility or or we not only have the privilege, if you will, to stand up against those evil principles, we have a responsibility to. And it's, it's abundantly clear if you don't have blinders on, which maybe we'll take a little side trip and talk about for just a second that there's multiple issues across america that have been for decades that go against god's commands against the principles of god jesus christ said the greatest two commands love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength right love your neighbors yourself one and two hear o israel the lord our god the lord is one amen right and so, right off the bat, the decisions about separation of church and state go against God's command, against Jesus Christ's command. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know they go against what our founders said to begin with. The left, as they did with the Treaty of Tripoli, and as they've done so frequently, took a little bitty piece of a little bitty piece of a piece. And twisted it to mean something it never did. We've talked about that here before. but So rejection of God, right? That obviously goes against God's commands. Abortion, murdering the least of these, slaughtering innocents, ripping them apart. There's a great little clip I saw recently, a woman talking about uh, a young black man sometime during the Civil Rights Movement, I wish that I could remember his name right now, I can't. I wasn't familiar with him before that little clip. Was accused, rightly or wrongly, it doesn't even matter, of whistling at a white woman. And was beaten to death so thoroughly that his face was almost unrecognizable. And his mother wanted an open casket. And, of course, the pastor and and others were appalled at that, said, you know, "Your, your son is, I don't think you want to do that. She said, oh, no, I do, because I want people to see what's going on. And so they did, and it had a dramatic effect, not just on that community, but on the nation. And this little clip, this woman was talking about this and said, we need to do that with abortion. People say, well that's too gruesome, that's, that's too harsh a reality. No, we need to show that because if you see a little baby, their face with their arms and legs ripped off or their brain collapsed, their little body destroyed, that changes radically people's opinion it's hard it's impossible unless you're just really truly bent on evil to look at that and be okay with it that's been the argument that i've had for years and i know a number of other people have as well for 9 11. the the photos the videos from 9-11 ought to be something that we show consistently, especially to our young children, because those people that hate us, and it is predominantly rooted in that Islamic Muslim ideology, folks. It just is. That's just the fact of the matter. But that hatred that's out there for us, Our children need to be aware of that. And if you see that every day, see the pain and the heartache, see the people having to jump out of buildings, their choice was either to burn alive or jump. That makes it much harder to ignore reality. And it shows you the face of evil so that you know what evil actually is. And so anyway, these core values, unless you've really got blinders on rejection of God, abortion, feminism, the LGBTQ lifestyles, the mutilation of young boys and girls that's occurring across the nation today, illegal immigration, the, the flooding of our nation with criminals and terrorists who don't respect our laws and have no desire to become part of our culture and share our principles and our values. Critical race theory, the bigotry that the left pushes constantly. Always bringing up race and sex. All of these core values you see that they're evil and so you go back to this Mayhew sermon and you go, well if that's what the government's pushing or if that's what my neighbors or my co-workers or my family, my parents or my children, my aunts or my uncles, my cousins, sisters, brothers, whoever, if that's what they're pushing, A, is it really loving to go along? If you're going to talk about Christ's teachings of Love, loving your enemies, loving your friends and neighbors. Love, is it loving to go along with something evil? And of course the answer is no. And then the second is, if it's evil, do we have a responsibility to go along with it? And that's what Mayhew's sermon was about. I'm going to read this little excerpt. I did all that to kind of lead into it. So we'll spend today and probably tomorrow at least, reading uh, some excerpts. Romans 13 urges the duty of obedience from this topic of argument that civil rulers, as they are supposed to fulfill the pleasure of God, are the ordinance of God. But how is this an argument for obedience to such rulers as do not perform the pleasure of God by doing good? but the pleasure of the devil by doing evil. And such as are not, therefore, God's ministers, but the devil's. Common tyrants and public oppressors are not entitled to obedience from their subjects by virtue of anything here laid down by the inspired apostle. This is coming from Paul's command again in Romans 13. When once magistrates act contrary to their office, when they rob and ruin the public, instead of being guardians of its peace and welfare, they immediately cease to be the ordinance and ministers of God, and no more deserve that glorious character than common pirates and highwaymen. There's a lot of different ways to enact this, folks. It doesn't mean that we have to be violent. In fact, often that's the easy way out. There's ways to stand up against this. There's a number, and this kind of gets back to the priorities conversations that we have so often. Uh, this is a not really the best example, but it's the one that popped in my head. If you don't want to support the influence of communism in the United States, then it would probably be best not to purchase items made by a communist nation in the United States. But how many of us are really willing to change our lifestyles? And we'll talk about this some more tomorrow, but if you know, for example, that a TV show or a producer are promoting the evil, godless values of the left and, and you want to stand against that, you don't need a a mob or a riot or a fight to, to start to resist that at all. All you have to do is turn the TV off. Turn the sports team off that stands up for LGBTQ pride or the whole organization. But how many of us are really willing to do that? How many of us are willing to walk away so that we're not supporting that evil? And I'm going to leave you all alone with that for right now. We'll start up there again tomorrow and we'll delve into this Mayhew sermon some more. It's really fascinating. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.